Have you ever set a goal and then failed to achieve it? Yeah, me too. (laughs) I even did the slightly embarrassing thing of sharing my stretch goal at the start of the very year very publicly. And now I'm here to talk about how that didn't happen. Let's be clear. I failed. You know, I'm all about normalizing success for mothers with businesses, right? Well, let's also be normalizing failure, shall we? Because guess what? Failure is part of the path to success. So in the spirit of being more open about failures and because, as you know, I like to keep things real around here, today we're talking about that failed goal, why I failed to make it happen, what the missing ingredient was, and what we can all learn from my failed manifestation. And I have an exciting life update to share with you, which changed everything. If you're ready to talk about using goals to up-level energetically, the importance of being specific with your requests to the universe, and how to reignite or maybe just activate to begin with your money manifestation powers, then you're going to love today's episode. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Cory Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us, one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice, ew, (laughs) and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hi, all right? (laughs) Every now and then I like to just surprise you a little bit with not what you're expecting. I normally start with the same thing, don't I? I'm normally all like, hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, Corey Javid, your self-proclaimed business bestie. And I guess I just did that. But hey, how you doing? What's going on? What's happening? What's occurring? Um, How are you? So this is actually my 200th episode, our 200th episode. If you've been here from the start, oh my God, love you so much. If you just got here, oh my God, love you too. If you started halfway, yay. Whatever, however you got here, however you're listening to this, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting the Limitless Mother podcast. It just makes my absolute week when I hear from you ladies, when you tell me that a particular episode resonated with you, when you send us a review. And so, yeah, I'm doing this because I just love it and I love you and I feel very passionately about helping to save women from the old paradigm, the old paradigm being we have to work hard and hustle and sacrifice in order to make lots of money. This isn't true. There's a new paradigm for us. Welcome to it. (laughs) And yeah, I just, it's my passion. I just really want to empower you. And that starts with like financially, because guess what? My secret motivation always is in healing your relationship with money. You have to heal your relationship with yourself because it's kind of the same thing. So I have like a sneaky agenda there. (laughs) I will make you love yourself. (laughs) Um, Anyway, that wasn't really my planned intro. I just got carried away. So it is the 200th episode and I've got, I don't know, I was going to do like a fancy shiny episode, but we've got really exciting stuff coming up next month and the month after. So instead I'm doing, well, I'm doing quite a a slightly different episode, but it just like the two didn't necessarily go hand in hand, if that makes sense. Like it's not a kind of 200th episode, here's what we're doing. It's a, it happens to be our 200th episode and here's what we're doing. (laughs) if you get my drift. Um, however, would you be a doll? Would you, a girl, is it a doll, a doll, a darling? Would you be a poppet? Would you be a love? <laughs> and would you share this 
Would you share either this episode or your favorite episode? Oh my goodness, I'd love to know what your favorite episode was. Or just share a screenshot of this podcast in general. I would love to get this into the AirPods in front of the eyeballs of, you know, more and more mothers so that we can spread this message that we get to have it all. And by all, I don't mean doing it all. We get to have what it is that we desire. We get to be the kind of mothers that we want to be and make the kind of money that we want to make and do the kind of things that we want in the world that makes the kind of impact that we want to make. We get to have all of those things. And yeah, this podcast helps to spread that message. So if as a favor to me, you would be a gem and go and share this as it's our 200th episode or in honor of our 200th episode to share any episode that you love. I would be eternally grateful. Thank you in advance, my love. I'll just pause while you do that. Okay, cool. You back? Thank you. So appreciative. <laughs> Genuinely am. And also the team love it too. Because it's not just me making this, right? There's a whole whole bunch of people behind the scenes here making this magic happen. And, you know, without them, I wouldn't be here doing it. So yay. And just a big thank you to my podcast editing team and all of the team, Corey. Um, Love you guys so much. Okay. So today I'm going to be giving you a bit of a life update. And I'm going to be talking very frankly about a failed goal of mine in particular, um, a very stretchy goal that I've failed at. Um, And I like to just be real about these things. And I think that this doesn't get talked enough about online. People are sharing the wins and I am never going to give anyone the side eye for sharing a win because we need to see specifically more women, more mothers in business celebrating success, celebrating having achieved it on their terms, in their way, in a way that feels in soul alignment with them. So yay to that. And I think there's also room for us to be talking, frankly, having open conversations about when things go wrong, when things don't happen how we planned, when things go awry. And so I'm bringing you an update, a life update, which is involving my failed goals that we can talk about permission to fail at yours and how to leverage that to succeed. Um, Because guess what? failure is part of the path to success. So you can't have one without the other at some point. Um, And I'm going to be talking to you about how failing at that goal gave me a renewed focus, how this one particular life update that I have for you, which you might have an inkling of it if you came to my free live stream training event, Desiring More, last week. But we made quite a big sort of, we're making quite a big life change over here in the Javid household and it has given me renewed focus. And the reason why I'm bringing all of this to you is to, number one, be transparent about failure. Uh, You know, I like to keep it real around here. And number two, talk to you about stretch goals and the importance of them, even if you fail at them at first. And number three, talk to you about the importance of having this driving force energetically not efforting, energetically behind um, what it is that you are desiring next and how that is the thing that actually makes it all easier. So that's why we're here today. That's what we're here to talk about. Before we get stuck in on the topic of celebration, um, let's go ahead and celebrate some wins, shall we? So some wins that I am celebrating on behalf of my clients are, uh, let me have a look here. So I have a couple of, I have post-it notes like smattering my desk with wins. So I'll just pluck three at random. Um, one of my clients um, went from signing her first client to now having four in like the blink of an eye. Yay her, so proud of her. And proof that what I say is true, that once it pops, it really pops. Um, I like to be proven, right? Um, Another client signed three new members. And another client is fully booked for the first time. Yay, with her one-to-ones. So exciting and moving to a waitlist situation. And another client just had her, she has her year end for her business in um, August. And she not only met, but she overshot her revenue goal by 5k. Oh yes, oh yay. So proud of her and hit another target that she had also um, in terms of um, recruiting the types of clients that she works with in her business so good. Let's normalize success. Let's give these ladies a round of applause. These ladies are all, by the way, in my Elevated Abundance Mastermind. I have two groups that run um, concurrently, and it's just like my soul's work. I just love it so much. Um, Just coaching these women in a one-to-one capacity, which we do um, between group calls in um, Vox, which is a voice messaging app, and then bringing them together and seeing that magic that happens 
inner collective of women that come together with their best energy. They all elevate one another. It's just one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to do in life. And, you know, those results sort of speak for themselves. This this shit works. <laughs> if you want to find out more about that, head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate. There's probably a link in the description of this podcast episode, should you wish to poke it. Um, and actually, just while I'm sharing links, if you missed out on some or all of last week's free three-part training series on Desiring More, which is the key to unlocking that next level of success, happiness, whatever that lifestyle, whatever that looks like for you as a mother and business owner, uh, you can still catch up on the replays. If you head over to corriejavid.com forward slash the key, again, handy dandy link in your podcast player for you, then you can sign up and receive the replays for those. Don't miss out on them packed with gold. So good. Okay, let's get stuck in. You're like, just tell me what you failed at already. I just really want to (laughs) know. I get you. I feel you. I understand. It's quite refreshing, isn't it, to talk about failure too. And both get to coexist, success and failure. So first of all, before we get into me, let's start with you. Because really, even though I'm sharing my story, this is always really all about you. Um, I want you to think about where you're at with regards to goals. So some people hate goals. <laughs> some people really hate setting stretchy goals. Now, I sometimes interchangeably use the word like goal or result or intention. Sometimes goal has a different energy to it, and I'm feeling more of an intention or result vibe. But, you know, for the sake of ease, we'll just use the word and term goal for the rest of today's episode. But where are you at with goals, my love? Do you have clear goals for your business right now? If yes, high five to you. If no, don't make yourself wrong, but listen up. <laughs> It is really important to have things. Now, those goals, they can be financial. Yes, absolutely. They could be um, also tangible in some other way. Like I want to sign X number of clients that I'm fully booked, um, or I want to sell X number of spaces in this course, or so many units of this. Um, But they also can be non-tangible or intangible, as I believe the correct phrase is. So it could be, I just want to feel like I'm enjoying more balance between my business and my personal life and motherhood and everything with it. Or I'm setting an intention or a goal to take better care of myself, or I want to be more boundaried with my time. Or it could be, I want to be like living a certain lifestyle that I'm not quite living right now. Um, You might have heard me share goals of mine that I previously had that were lifestyle related on the podcast. Uh, I very much designed the life that I'm living now on paper and then just made that shit happen. (laughs) Um, Not overnight, of course, but, you know, each of the things that is now part of my reality was a goal at some point. So things like having our house um, entirely redecorated or traveling when traveling is allowed or just things like early goals of mine were like being able to shop at Waitrose and spend as much money as I bloody well wanted to on organic food without having to go, mm, should I get the non-organic apples? You know, just being able to just sling that stuff in the trolley and skip on my merry way. Not that I'm skipping around the aisles of Waitrose, at least not most of the time. Um, you know, so whatever that is, though, my point being is everything's on the cards. You get to decide whatever it is that you like, my love, you want to have. And if you're not convinced on the availability for you to desire, if you're not convinced that it's okay or safe to desire more, if you're feeling um, disconnected with what that next level looks like for you, you definitely need to have been at my event, which was my desiring more thing. Again, link in the description. So go and listen to that, but not right now. Stick with me for now. But goals are really important because they give us something that um, helps us expand. So other people talking about personal development or, I don't know, achievement and success will preach about goals from a slightly different angle for me. For me, it's all about the energy because, as you may know if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, energy is everything. (laughs) The energy that we bring to anything has so much more influence over the outcome than the actual action or strategy involved, etc. The energy is the thing that makes the difference. And so I use goals from an energetic perspective. I use them as a way of feeling my way into a new level, feeling what it would be like to have that thing, do that thing, uh, be surrounded by that thing, whatever that thing is that is my goal. And the other thing is, um, the other way that goals work that is really useful in terms of as it pertains to energy is if you are aware of the Limitless Mother scale of energy, then you'll know that just below 
elevated energy. So elevated energy is at the very top. Just below that is expanded energy. And you need to really go through that expansion in order to be able to access that elevated energy. And expanded energy is a really powerful place to be. You can manifest some incredible things from there. It's just that that next level ease and flow and, you know, synchronicity and joy just comes from the level above. But the expanded level is a pretty great place to hang out at. So, um, and if you're not, if you're like, what is she talking about? Um, there is a really great podcast episode and it's the Scale of Energy Masterclass. If you just Google Limitless Mother Podcast Scale of Energy Masterclass, you'll be able to listen to that whole episode. There's even on my website a free PDF that um, illustrates not just the scale, but each of the levels of the scale and how you can tell uh, which one you're at. Um, so yeah, if, if you need to go back and use that resource, remember that that's always there, but essentially the scale of energy is the four levels of energy that I've identified that we operate within at the very bottom. We have low energy above that. We have efforting energy where we can make things happen, but it feels hard and it feels like it's all on us. And it feels like we're trading time, energy, you know, making sacrifices in order to get results results feel hard won. Then we go into expanding energy. Suddenly, possibilities open up. Suddenly, creativity opens up. Suddenly, you're starting to realize that you are maybe a little bit limitless. (laughs) And then at the top, like I said, the elevated energy, where the magic happens, where you're like, oh yes, I just am limitless. (laughs) Um, And I just get to make things happen with such ease and joy and magic. So, Goals are a really great way of expanding energy, particularly if you are choosing a stretchy goal. So this is why I'm always, (laughs) my clients who are listening to this will be chuckling because they know I can be kind of um, annoying in a delightful way, (laughs) Um, whereby they'll say, I feel like um, I'm ready for a new money goal. In fact, this happened with one client just a couple of weeks ago. She was like, I've been hitting this financial goal um, consistently for, so she had three months in a row, she'd been hitting that goal. And I was like, you're ready for a new one. And she said, yes, I am. And I said, what is your new goal? And it was 1K above what she had been hitting consistently. And I was like, oh no, my love. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not play small. Because <laughs> that step felt safe to her. It felt very achievable to her. There's obviously nothing wrong with achieving 1K extra per month. That's nothing to be sniffed at. Don't misunderstand me. However, setting yourself a goal that feels very achievable will not expand you energetically. And when we are expanded energetically, we are more magnetic. We open up a channel and we basically like widen the filter of which things can come in. So if we've got a smaller achievable goal, we've narrowed our lens of focus. Um, but but when, when I say lens of focus, I don't mean like in a productivity kind of way. I mean, in a way that we only see what's possible in front of us. We're not expanded to go, oh my goodness, this thing over here that I would never have thought about has suddenly appeared because I'm thinking bigger. Um, and when we think bigger, we vibrate at a higher energetic frequency. We are a match then for more. More money, more opportunities, better experiences, more love, more joy, whatever is the thing. But we are literally expanded in our capacity to receive by expanding our thinking and thinking bigger. So that's why I love a stretch goal, because of the energetic implications. And that's why I like to use them. And really, yes, it is about being able to hit that stretch goal and make something happen, have a bit of a quantum leap, have a situation where like, oh my God, I had no idea how how I was going to make that happen. I can't believe I made it happen this fast. Yes, that is available for us. And sometimes we haven't quite made it happen yet. Sometimes, like I'm about to share with you, we actually fail at it. But if we set a stretch goal and we set it in the right way, which is what I'm going to talk to you about in just a second, then it can really help us to shoot way over what we would have achieved if we had set a smaller, safer goal. Does this make sense? I feel like I've made my case. So I'm just going to assume that you're on board with the idea of stretch goals. So then I'm now going to segue into how I failed at setting my stretch goal. So at the very beginning of the year, I believe it was in my Facebook group, but publicly, um, because, you know, there's more than a thousand people in there. (laughs) I announced 
my stretch goal for the year. I was like, I'm going to get vulnerable. I'm just going to put myself out there, put myself on the line a little bit here and announce to you my stretch goal. And the stretch goal that I announced was that I'd set an intention to this year, so 2021, pay off our mortgage in its entirety and do so without telling my husband. And then my plan was that for on New Year's Eve 20. 21. So yes, it hasn't happened yet. And I'll talk about why it's a kind of, why we can judge it as a failure already, which I wouldn't normally do. Anywho, um, before we get stuck into those details. So I planned to announce it to my husband um, on New Year's Eve. I've done this for us and kind of like kept it a secret for him. And it felt at the time really quite exciting to be able to do that. However, in hindsight, I hadn't felt into that stretch goal in the right way to make it an effective stretch goal for me. Um, and here's why. So I've been banging on and on <laughs> on the podcast and in that three-day event about the importance of having a compelling why. So that reason that is so compelling for the thing that you've decided that you desire, so in this case, being mortgage-free, it is so compelling that it propels you out of your comfort zone at the times when you need to be propelled out of your comfort zone. Now, that's not to say you need to spend like all day every day outside of your comfort zone. There's, there's plenty of scope for comfort, right? <laughs> but sometimes to do something new or to do something that is stretch by nature, we need to do something stretchy to make it happen. Um, and that is so much easier, as you know, if you've been listening to any episodes lately, when you have a compelling why. Now, I had a sort of compelling why, but it wasn't compelling enough. So when I set that goal, I was wanting to sort of give myself something to up-level towards. We were obviously still, you know, knee-deep in the pandemic, kind of still are in some ways, but um, even more so back then because we were, you know, in another lockdown. Well, let's not talk about it. <laughs> um, and anyway, I was like, I need something to set my sights on to kind of drive me forward so that inertia doesn't set in or something. And although that felt good at the time, I can recognize now that I was kind of setting that goal for the goal's sake rather than because it was so compelling to me. It felt like, if I'm honest, and this is how this is a really great way of judging whether your goal is going to work really effectively for you on an energetic level or not. It felt more like a nice to have than a must have. I was like, yeah, that would be really lovely. <laughs> and unfortunately, as you will know, if you've been listening, um, that's not enough. That's not compelling enough. And so because it didn't, because I didn't look now, I could have made it into that. So I just didn't understand that in the way that I do now. It's become more and more apparent as the year's gone on with my own work and also with coaching my clients. That's why I'm banging on about it right now. I'm like, I want to save everybody else from this thing of not having a compelling why because I know how how um, useful it is when you have one um, and how um, it's easy just to kind of like not really notice that inertia is setting in when you don't have one. So so I had this goal, declared it on the internet <laughs> in front of all the peoples, said, this is what I'm going to do. Watch me make it happen, bitches. Although obviously I didn't say it in quite so an arrogant way. But I was, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to make this happen. I believed in myself at that point. I had, you know, that confident expectation that it would happen. But I did not have a compelling enough why. Shame on me. <laughs> not actually making myself wrong. Just teasing. Um, and so I, okay, now here's a quick caveat. I'm recording this in September, right? And I could still very much make that happen between now and the end of the year. Um, however, things have shifted and changed based on the update that I'm going to share with you. And so why I'm telling you this is because I don't want you to ever judge yourself as not having hit a goal before, like don't give up on a goal early is basically what I'm trying to say. So it was more I came to the realization that I had disconnected from the goal that allowed me to stop and take stock rather than um, like giving up on it early. So don't misunderstand what me describing it as your failure as me giving up on it early because I do not condone that as behavior. <laughs> so, okay. So that, that's that piece said. Here's what I did to achieve that goal. Nothing. <laughs> Sweet tweet. 
And by nothing, I don't mean, you know, sometimes we do need to take action specifically, uh, of course. But as you may know, <laughs> if you've been around here, I'm not into efforting my way to anything. So I definitely didn't put in any effort per se. I didn't take any specific or aligned action, which is the key. And I really didn't do very much in the way of mindset work for that particular goal. And so you can tell that it wasn't an important enough goal to me. It didn't have a compelling why, because I did not feel connected to it in such a way that I wanted to, you know, really feel into it energetically on a daily basis. I think I did for a few weeks and then I just got into other mindset stuff and I let it cast drift. And that can really easily happen if you don't have that compelling why. And so I did nothing to make it happen. And so it will not surprise you that <laughs> no great gains have been made on that front. So my idea was to be, you know, just throwing money at it. Like we do make some overpayments, but it, like my whole thing was to be sneakily throwing huge lump sums at it, get it, get it gone by the end of the year. Haven't been doing that. Haven't done that even once. I put a big lump sum that I had into something else. <laughs> so it just goes to show that it wasn't important enough to me because I could have taken that lump sum and and put it onto the mortgage and I did not. So I was lacking a compelling why. I think you're taking the point here, right? And so I just realized, and so I, at one point, before I realized that this was the problem, I started doing the thing and I catch myself on this very quickly because I'm well-versed in this, but just to prove that I am fallible and human, of course, just because I teach mindset does not mean that I do not fall prey to it sometimes because, hello, human. Um, so I did that thing of saying, oh, I haven't even made any headway on that mortgage goal that I set myself. Well, that sucks. And I was like, wait a minute, because <laughs> I catch myself on this very quickly. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I could have if I'd wanted to. I obviously don't want to. It's time to re-examine. It's a bit like when you put something on your vision board and you manifest like all the other things about apart from one, it's because you really didn't want that one or you didn't want it enough. <laughs> so I've had that happen before. I had, I probably have talked about this in my vision board episodes, um, which are always my most popular. Interesting. I've talked about how I'd put on um, buying a brand new BMW X5 on at least two, maybe even three. I'm just looking to my side. Yes, it's even on my, my well, I say current, I'm just about to redo it, but my last vision board. So that's three. And I tried going at it with different angles. I just don't want it enough. I could have one right now. I have sufficient money to pay for one. I just don't want it enough. So um, I, there's no compelling why there. So I'm not gonna make it happen. I'm just letting go of that as a thing. So yeah, so this is kind of what had happened. I realized what had happened with the mortgage goal. So it would be easy to say that I didn't manifest it, right? Because if you look at the balance of my mortgage, it does not say zero. So I have not yet manifested that. So we could chalk, chalk this one as a, up as a failure. And I am in so much as, I mean, I think the word failure is a strong word. You, you know, we could go into the semantics of that. I won't. Um, but, it, you know, haven't made it happen. And I am chalking up as kind of failure and more as a point of being able to reflect on, well, the fact that I didn't have a compelling why and what do I really want, right? So it kind of, it was actually really useful noticing that I had failed to make headway on that because it helped me to take stock of what's really important to me. And so the next time you notice that you have not achieved something that you've set out to achieve, First of all, do not succumb to beating yourself up for it. Do not make yourself wrong. Just go, oh, interesting. And why haven't I made that happen? Because there's so much we can learn from that. There's so much that we can leverage if we're willing to look for the lesson, if we're willing to own it as like something that we've not managed to achieve, whether you want to label it as failure or not, depending on how triggering that word is. There's a lesson there and we can leverage it and we can manifest better as a result. However, there's a slight nuance to this story. Because I said to myself, well, you know, the balance is is not zero uh, and I clearly haven't made this happen yet and nor do I feel likely to. I don't feel inclined to <laughs> between now and the end of the year. So I don't have that compelling why, right? However, here's an interesting note on manifestation. That's why I wanted to share this particular story with you. And it's about how being specific with the universe is really, really important. So I said... When I was writing this out, I found out the exact monetary balance of the mortgage at the time. And so I was writing it out that I am, and here, here's the thing. So when you are manifesting, you have to be a little bit careful. Don't be too careful. Like don't overthink it or freak yourself out. <laughs> but you have to be a little bit careful that you don't use language that is somehow accidentally reinforcing something that you don't want. So when I was journaling on this and setting this as an intention and a stretchy goal, 
I wasn't using the word mortgage because I didn't want to reinforce the idea of having one. Um, so even saying mortgage-free, your brain still hears mortgage, you're still reinforcing the idea of a mortgage. So I wasn't actually doing that. And instead, what I'd done to be able to skirt around that was I found out the exact monetary amount of how much we have left to pay down on the mortgage. And then so I was writing down, I am going to receive X amount of money. Um, I'm only saying X, not because I actually want to hide that from you, but just because I can't remember exactly what it was. Because yeah, as you can see, I disconnected it so much that <laughs> from it so much that I wasn't writing it down at the beginning of the year. It's around, I think then it was around like, I think 140, let's say, something like that, ballpark. And here's what I wrote down. I want to receive this amount of money in post-tax surplus cash. And so I was I was writing that down. And I wrote that down quite a few times. And I felt kind of like locked into that energetically. But then, like we said, um, took no action, made no overpayments, um, let go of it energetically. But here's the interesting thing. I had certain intention and I'd been quite clear. <laughs> and I was not resistant to it. So although I didn't have the most compelling why, I also wasn't resistant to it. Now that can that lack of resistance I find can be quite rare at first when you're getting your getting into your stride in business and in manifesting and in creating receiving more money. Um the reason being because we have so much conditioning around receiving and um feeling worthy of receiving and telling ourselves stories about well that sort of success or that sort of thing or that kind of money only happens to other people or I'm not qualified enough or what will people think of me if I make that kind of money. There's all kinds of crap that can come up and create resistance to what it is that you die. And it makes it that much harder. And it's another reason to have a compelling why, because it helps to override some of that resistance, right? Is this making sense? Good. So I didn't have any resistance to actually manifesting that sort of sum of money. I felt just totally kind of like neutral to it, like excited, yes. And also though, like, but fine, which is what I'm always talking about. You know, I'm always talking about the energy that we manifest with is a dual energy. It has to be a dual energy. On one hand, confident expectation that this gets to be yours, you can make it happen. And now when I was locking this in at the beginning of the year, I did have confident expectation. I thought, yeah, I can do that. That's totally achievable. I can totally make that happen. Not sure how, but I, but I can do it. And at the same time, detachment. So we're not feeling attached to it. But, and by attached, I mean, we're not creating stories around it. We're not saying, oh, well, when I do that, then I'll finally feel financially free. Or when I do that, then I'll finally have proven to myself, you know, last episode talked about proving trap. I'll have finally proven to myself that I can do this. Or when I've done that, then I'll finally be able to relax. Or, and so I didn't have any stories around it either. So here's the interesting thing. And another reason why I'm showing this is because I think that we can um, talk about the specificity <laughs> required sometimes. So I did kind of manifest that though, <laughs> because I wasn't using language around mortgage for the reasons that I discussed. Um, and because I didn't have a compelling why to actually pay it down other than that feeling, which was more of a nice to have. Here's what happened instead. And here's how the, the universe works. I had put in a request. I submitted my request. I would like to receive this sort of sum of money, post-tax surplus cash. I was very specific about that. And I locked that in and I felt confident about that. And then I kind of forgot about it, as you know, and kind of walked away. And here's the funniest thing. It just occurred to me as I was chatting this through with my coach and I was saying, well, clearly, you know, I was just saying that I need to have any focus because obviously that wasn't meaningful to me. We were having this whole conversation about, you know, that I'd identified that I'd lost my compelling why or perhaps never had one in the first place. And I said, hang on a second. And I did some mental sums. I was like, I have actually manifested at least that amount of money in post-tax surplus, so not assigned to something like a holiday fund or, you know, um, pension or other investments or whatever. I have actually manifested that. Now, it hasn't all hit the bank account yet, and I'll talk about it more when it's happened, but it's through the sale of something that we've got going going on right now through the sale of one of our um, a property that we have. Some of it. And then the, the rest of it is just some surplus cash knocking around in my bank account. My, um... <laughs> 
please don't be annoyed. <laughs> that can be quite triggering. Some surplus cash knocking around. I've not always been in this situation, but I got here by doing the mindset work. So, <laughs> you know, if that is annoying, that just know that it's possible to get past wherever you're at. And surplus cash hanging around in my business account that I could just take out. So really, actually, if it was that important, I could make use of this money that has found its way to me through the path of least resistance, because that's how money likes to come to us, um, and pay it down. And obviously, I'm not going to because I don't have the compelling why. Um, we're going to do other things with it. So so that was really, really interesting. But the reason being that, first of all, the, so a couple, I just want to extrapolate some of the lessons here for, for us. Number one, be really specific with the universe, like post-tax surplus cash. It sent me that, but it took it at face value. It wasn't saying with the specific purpose of paying it down. It wasn't saying like, oh, I look at my balance. My balance is zero. Um, you know, I wasn't actually attaching it to that. So I wasn't specific enough about, you know, what was being facilitated with that money. I was just specific about the quantity of money and how it was received in terms of it being post-tax and surplus and this amount. And that has found its way to me. So that's one thing. Be specific. Um, the second thing is when you are detached, even if you let go of it energetically, if you locked it in sufficiently and you had no resistance and you had that dual energy in place when you were locking it in, it probably will still come to you. <laughs> um, especially, you know, if you're free from resistance, it was funny how it'll find a way. And the third lesson out of this, just this small nuance to this story, is that it still counts. So some of it has come via my business and some of it has come from, um, uh, you know, an old investment that my husband and I have made, right? But the point is it still counts. And now here's the thing that I see too many women doing. We trip ourselves up by suddenly discounting and going, oh, well, that doesn't count because I didn't earn it. Well, that doesn't count because it didn't all come through my business. Well, that doesn't count because da 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 we need to stop doing that. And we need to stop looking at a gift horse universe in the mouth and go, wow, yay, thank you, money, for showing up. Okay, I see that I need to do some refinement in terms of having a more compelling why. I see that I need to be more specific um, in terms of I didn't just want this cash, I wanted a negative balance here or whatever that, you know, whatever is the specificity for you. So I can't say the specificity. Um, but the universe gave me what I asked for. And if I don't recognize that, I shut down that feeling of empowerment. I shut down my ability to receive. I say it doesn't count. The universe goes, okay, it doesn't count. I won't do that again then. <laughs> you know. And so here's how it equates to other aspects of business though. I had a client, I gave her a little like pep talk, let's say, on this recently because she had signed two clients and was discounting it. She was saying, yeah, but it doesn't count because I previously knew this person and da-da-da of this over there. And I went, hang on a minute. You said you wanted X number of clients. Now, you have made a massive headway on that and you're pretending like you've made no progress because you're telling yourself it doesn't count. We have to count it all. We have to acknowledge it when it appears because when we acknowledge it when it appears, guess what we're locking into? Gratitude, celebration. Guess what that does? Ups our vibe. Guess what that does? Attracts in more of the same. <laughs> so I said to her, you better damn well celebrate these two clients. You better damn well decide that they count because that's how you suddenly realize that, I, oh, I do have evidence around me that this is happening. I do have evidence around me that I can manifest my desires. And as soon as you start tuning into that, more and more of it will appear. And lo and behold, she booked then another two straight off the back of that um, celebration. So my point is, is what have you been wanting to manifest that may have turned up for you in a different way? and you're discounting it. You're telling yourself it doesn't count because you did an effort for it, because it didn't come directly through the business, because whatever other host of reasons that you might have, it's really easy for us to do that, but it's really detrimental to our ongoing manifestations. So I recognized it and I was like, oh, that does count. That totally counts. And obviously I just get to decide how I, you know, and we use that money that we've received, um, but it still counts. A bit like you might have heard me tell a story on the podcast before of I, I think it was I had my first Mm, yes, my first 10K month in my business. And I was like, right, I want consistent 10K months. I want to receive 10K every month. No, but I didn't say from my business. I said, I want to receive 10K every month. And so I believe it was the next month. This is going back. So my timelines might not be exactly perfect here, but 
I think, yeah, I think it was the next month. I received a cash gift, which took me over the 10K line. And I didn't make the 10K purely through my business. And I could have so easily, and I almost, and I caught myself, I almost said, oh yeah, but that doesn't count. Or I almost didn't even realize and almost was like, oh, that's annoying that I haven't had consistent 10K months. And I was like, well, who, who cares? As my coach would say, all money is green. Now, obviously you could kind of like quibble on that depending where you are in the world, <laughs> but you know the point, right? So ask yourself, where have things been manifesting, but just not in the way that you would have maybe anticipated or expected? And how are you making that wrong? And if you are, celebrate that, be grateful for it. And also, if that hasn't been happening in that specific way, you can also look at, are you being specific? and Do you have resistance to the thing that you want? So those are some kind of takeaways from this mini story within the story. Okay, so back to the stretch goal. So it, it didn't happen in the way that I would first said and stated it because I didn't have a compelling enough why for that. But I did kind of manifest the thing that I had asked for. So um, you can be the judge of whether that's a failure or not, right? It doesn't really matter, does it? Um, so the life update, and here's the thing that I, a reason why I want to share this with you is because it kind of just illustrates how magnetic and how energetically weighty in a good way having a compelling why is and how it just throws so much um, motivational energy and verve, let's say, behind what you're doing when you do have that compelling why locked in. So the life update is that, so well, I, let me rewind for a second. I believe I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but we have um, purchased a brand new van. It is a behemoth. It's an absolutely beast of a thing. Uh, we haven't received it yet. There's been delays at the factory and we are supposed to be receiving it next month. All going well. So very excited for that. We are going to be converting it. So it's just a bog standard van, um, but we're going to be converting it into a camper van. So this is something that we decided to embark on like several months ago because it's been quite a long lead time on it. We're really excited for it because of the adventure that it means for us and opens up for us um, as a family. And we like just doing sort of outdoorsy things and exploring places. And so it just makes it that we just get to kind of like li live life a bit larger in in the way that we want to. So it means that we can just go away for weekends on a whim. We can extend other holidays and travel by making the actual trip there more of a thing. Like, you know, very exciting. We're very much looking forward to it. So this sort of sparked something in us. And at the same time, I had realized that we suddenly had achieved everything that my husband and I had set out to achieve. Um, you know, we had bought this house, we'd renovated it, we'd gotten married, we'd had our daughter, <laughs> we'd uh, like all done all of these different things. And we always used to have common goals that we're working towards. And I was like, oh, we don't have a common goal anymore. What are we working towards? We need something. And so anyway, long story short, we were out for a date night and we decided, and it's very exciting, maybe you've already heard me announce this on the live streams, but I'm going to announce it again in case you haven't. We've decided that in 2023, travel restrictions notwithstanding, we are going to be taking a family gap year and traveling. We're not going to be traveling around the world in a really hectic way. We're going to be just, you know, spending a year or slightly more just exploring, exploring probably Europe, a bit of Canada. We haven't actually sort of set out our route, but it will be full-time travel and take my business on the road. Don't worry, we're not spending a full year in the van. I think that sounds like a terrible idea. We'll be going from, you know, place to place, sometimes in the van, but a lot of the time in Airbnbs or nice hotels and whatnot. And I'm really really cannot tell you how excited I am for this. We're taking um, our daughter out of school. So that's the year that she would have transitioned into secondary school here. Um, so she will miss year seven and go straight back into year eight if we <laughs> if we come back. Um, and yeah, I just couldn't be more excited. So we made this big decision and we're like, it's just happening. So that's not even, a, this is the difference between something that, you know, this is, you know, we talk about deciding on the show um, versus kind of like hoping, wanting. Um, I feel like this is a really good illustration of that because in my mind, there's no way this is not happening. I've decided it's happening. It's on. I'm planning it. I'm in full expectation, not even expectation. I just have like a knowing it, it just is happening. <laughs> There's no, in my mind, no doubt, uh, no question mark. So that's a powerful thing anyway. But suddenly I have something that is a compelling why. 
It is such a compelling why. There is This gap year is not a nice to have. It is a must do for us. Now that we've set the wheels in motion of it, um, it is a must have. And therefore, I will energetically, not through effort, move heaven and earth to make it happen in the way that I want it to happen. And so suddenly, because I have now something more that I am desiring, which is this travel year for us, suddenly I have expanded energetically. Suddenly I have up-leveled. Suddenly I have a driving force. Suddenly I have a whole host of sub-goals which are so fueled by my compelling why of, well, we are going traveling and it's going to be like this. And that has lit that fire within me and it has, you know, boosted my results. You may have heard me mention already that in the first four weeks of the school holidays, I made 50k in sales whilst working two days a week. Like this was just shortly after we'd made that decision just goes to show you how these things then kind of like fire into action. And it also goes to illustrate my point that I always like to make that money and time do not have to be related. So working two days a week and making 50k in in the space of four weeks is entirely possible. Um, And for you as well, there's nothing special about me here. So now I have this compelling why. Now I have this new focus. Now it is on. Now I have no shadow of a doubt that any stretch goal that I create and set as it relates to that year is going to happen. And so bringing full circle back to the old mortgage, now I'm like, oh, now (laughs) it's on. Now I definitely am paying that down and going to be mortgage free because my husband won't be earning for the year. At least that's the plan. And, you know, I'm comfortably can support us. I will be scaling back some aspects of the business, but I still want to be working. I don't want to have, no, I don't want to have a year off of work. I I love my business. I love my clients and I love what I do. So I'll be probably doing, I don't know, two days a week from the road. We'll see what that's going to look like. But I just thought, well, I don't want to go away and have like um, the mortgage, not that our payments are actually that large, but it just would feel next level epic to go away and have like one less expense to consider. I'm looking at all of the different things that I can do. Um, Like, do I want to save a massive chunk of money so that actually all of our expenses are already tucked away for the year so that every all the rest of the money that I earn that year is just bonus money, it's just gravy, maybe we can invest more that year or save or whatever. Um, So what I'm setting, my point is, I have a lens through which to set my goals. I have a massively compelling why because I'm like, there is no way that that's not happening and I want it to happen in the most high vibe way. And so here are my criteria universe and also here are my criteria, my own subconscious. (laughs) Let's make it happen. Does this make sense? So I failed at paying it off, but that's because I didn't have a compelling why. Now I'm back in the game with a compelling AFY. And do you see the difference in energy? Before it was like, yeah, well, that would be nice. That'd be quite a cool thing to do for him. Yeah, that would be lovely. There was not enough in it for me. And you know, that's what I was talking about in the Selfish Bitches episode. We need to have something in it for us. Otherwise, it's not compelling enough. I know we'd love it to be because we are heart-centered people and we do want to do things for other people. But in order to do stretchy things, has to be compelling for us. Having that gap here, it it's kind of like, well, my husband's very on board with this. This is my idea. I was like, let's just do this. And he was like, okay, I'm in. But it's very much like, I want to do this. I want to have this experience. Like, it sounds amazing. It's it's my why. And it's a thing that, yes, my husband benefits from. Yes, my daughter benefits from, of course. But it's it's for me as much as anything else, right? And so it's that thing that's propelling me forward. And can you see the difference in energy between previously it felt like a nice to have in terms of paying off the mortgage. Now it's like a must have because I've just decided that I'm unavailable to go away and be paying for a mortgage at the same time. Not that it's like that much of a big deal, but I just, I'm just unavailable for it. It's just decided it's what I want and I have a very compelling why driving it. So to bring this back to you, let's just recap quickly. Do you have goals? Yes or no. Start using them. Start using very stretchy goals as a way of expanding. And it doesn't matter if you don't hit it. The point is, 
you will learn something in the process. Either you will expand your energy, expand your thinking and maybe hit it, maybe even surpass it or maybe just overshoot what would have been a safer goal. Either way, there's nothing to lose. Um, Or if you realize like I did, well, hang on a minute, I've done nothing on that front. You'll actually learn a lot and it will give you that pause, that time for reflection and that time to kind of actually readjust to what is important to me? What do I want to be creating? What is that next level that I desire for myself? And for me, that next level is, sure, financial, but really it relates to how I want to be living my life, right? And like the experience and the adventure that I want to be having. So it doesn't have to always be just kind of like a specific level of money. Um, Yet use goals in that expansive energetic way. And then make sure that it is compelling so that you stay connected to it, like I didn't. Um, And also, don't discount things when they manifest in a form that was not your intention or what you were expecting when it shows up. Even if it wasn't exactly what you wanted, thank it, be grateful, celebrate the shit out of it, my love, and then refine if you need to your request to the universe and expect it to um, deliver in a, you know, more in alignment with your expectations the next time if necessary. But be really specific on that note with creating your requests and setting goals and expectations. And also just know that having that compelling why will be the driving force that makes miracles happen in your life and business. And I hope that me sharing my stories and getting really real about what I have and have not done has inspired you to know that this is all just a big fun game anyway, if we decide we want it to be. And, you know, it's more fun when we decide it's a big fun game because duh, <laughs> fun is fun. <laughs> um, and we we get to not be so serious about these things, right? We get to be a little bit playful with our energy and our goals and what we want to achieve. Like life's for living, not for being serious and dry and, and you know, all that jazz. So <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I would love to know what your compelling why is if you have recently reconnected to it or even recommitted to it or found a new compelling why for yourself. Hit me up, send me an email, support at corriejavid.com. Would love to hear from you. Again, as this was the 200th episode, it would make my day, my love, if you would help me get out this message that it is possible for us to have more, that it is okay, that we can manifest our dreams because uh, I want more women to be feeling financially empowered and also empowered to be designing and then living their dream lives because you know we all get to do this so if you would be a love and share it for me i would love you back forever thank you so much and if you want to find out more about today's show you can do so um over on my website head over to corriejavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash life update and until next time never forget my love you are now as you have always been limitless bye for now So my love, you know what they say, sharing is caring. If you loved today's episode, then help a mother out. I would be so grateful if you would take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player right now and post it to your Insta stories, tagging me at Cory Javid and help me get the word out that we get to be successful because we're mothers, not in spite of it. Let's save as many other mothers in biz as we can from this old paradigm of hustle, effort, and sacrifice. And let's spread the word on energy over effort, shall we? Thanks, love.